Hello everyone and welcome to Round the Archives in Conversation again. Hello. Lisa is here. I am. Martin is here. Hello. And Paul, and Paul is here. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> and, no, and none of us are in trouble with the law, are we? Well, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we, might, we might be by the end of this. Yes. <laughs> for, for today I wanted to talk about detectives and police series mm-hmm. and see where that takes us. Yes. Now, Lisa, you've been watching a lot of uh, police things recently. Yes. Why well, I always watch a lot of police things. Yeah. I think I've watched more police things than anything else. Okay, why is that? I don't know. I've been trying to think about it, and all that I can think that it is, and um, it's really strange because I don't actually like Westerns. But I think it's like the idea of the Western with the, you know, the sort of the, the hero and the villain, the white hat and the black hat. Hmm. And I think that's what it is. And also... People like to see justice, I think. Mm. And watching it on the television gives you, you know, you, you feel like you're involved. Okay. I think. But both Paul and Martin, you've done pieces for us on various detective shows. Paul, you did Bergerac for us, didn't, yes. didn't you? And, and I, I guess you're, you're quite a fan of Bergerac, are you? Yeah, we have two sets of Bergerac in the house, just in case one breaks down. But an emergency, we've got an emergency <laughs> set that we haven't... Well, actually, technically, I bought it three times because it was released, and then it turned out that they'd released some of the edited versions that they were showing on BBC during the day, so they'd had to take out the odd swear word or the odd anything with blood on it. They had So some of the later seasons were these chopped-down versions, so I... I gave all those copies to my, my mum and dad because they like Bergerac too because we used to, used to go to Jersey for holidays. And uh, then I bought the box set, but I play that so much that I thought I'd better buy a spare box set because you just don't know things might go out of print. So, <laughs> Bergerac Light for your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they got Bergerac Light. And, and, I've got and, a sp- and Bergerac calling for backup at your house. <laughs> yeah, we've got one behind glass with, a, with one of those smash-in emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the emergency version. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and Martin, hello. Of course, you've done, you've done Poirot. Oh, indeed. You've also done Murder She Wrote. Yes. So, mm-hmm. are, are detectives a thing you spend a lot of time with? Uh, they, they do, as you say. Um, they do seem to. Fit. I mean, there's a lot of TV shows about detectives, isn't there? And uh, I mean, I did uh, Bullman as well. And Schuster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Uh, so, so yes, they they do take up a very large corner. Uh, I don't. I, I again. Yeah, I think there is that sense of justice. I also think there's that sense of closure. Uh, the the thing that interests me about, uh, I mean, I think we're custard Hill Street as well. <laughs> is, is all you do is the transformation I, from that 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 sense of closure. Uh, Martin didn't you? Martin didn't you do Dixon of Doc Green as well? Uh, well, I, I did the film, the move, the film. So that's another one. <laughs> I, I'm just obsessed. Apparently, yes, yes. It's it's, it's, it's obviously more. It's obviously made me 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 past catching up with me, Gav. <laughs> and done the Sweeney yet? Uh, <laughs> oh, we did the Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. We, we did, did do Sweeney. the Sweeney. Yeah. 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 
But Lisa, you've got a load of notes in front okay, of I've you. Okay, I've got a ridiculous amount of with, notes. With, with lots of names. And yes. I said to you, um, if you had to assemble a fantasy detectives team yep. across all series, mm-hmm. who would you want on your side? Okay. If, if you had a crime that needed investigating... Yep. Who would you call in from whatever time period? Right, so, okay. so chuck some names at me, Lisa. Okay, so from the Victorian era, I have been this thorough. Yeah. I'm going to go for Sergeant Cork and yeah. Sergeant Cribb. All right. So Cribb's maybe not quite so thorough as Cork, right. but you know he usually gets his mad. Now I, I just want to I just want to check as we go along. Yeah. Do these names mean much to either of you, Paul or Martin? Cribb and Cork. Oh yes. Yes, yeah, not. I mean, I don't. I, I, mainly from listening to you doing articles on them or talking about them, I haven't necessarily watched a lot of those episodes yet. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And Martin? Oh yes, I'm, well, I mean, as you know, I've, I've sat, I've sat through the entire uh, Sergeant Cork, and um, yeah. and I've, I've 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 grabbed a few cribs off uh, YouTube, but um, okay. they are they are about. But um, over over the years, but uh, the interesting thing, of course, is I remember Crip from its first broadcast, which is, uh, and, it, and and then it, it sort of became unavailable, or it's now expensively unavailable. So I don't actually have that on the shelves here, but but uh, you can track it down if if you if you know where to look. But maybe Lisa, I was going to say maybe Lisa, you could explain hmm. why. You want these two, and especially Sergeant Cork, if, if Paul's not so familiar yes, with him. The reason I want Sergeant Cork in particular is because he is a very dogged, determined detective. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean that to all be like that, but <laughs> um, he always, well, more or less, always gets his man. Yeah. So, And he doesn't care who that is. It can be an MP, it can be a lord, it can be... You know, just your normal bog standard villain, yeah. but he will not let somebody being an aristocrat get in his way. Yeah, I think that thing about corruption in high places, yes, he won't stand for it. No. Actually, quite appeals to this very day, doesn't it? Does. It? Yeah, it does. Blind and you can always justice. tell him, <laughs> you, you can always tell in Sergeant Cork when it's a Ted Willis episode, right? Because it's usually. Um, a member of the aristocracy or an yeah. MP or somebody like that who's committed the crime. Okay. So, yeah. And of course, Ted Willis, you should explain, is, um, is, is co- Dixon of Dot Green. Yes, the creator, the creator of Dixon, Dixon of Dot Green, yeah. Yeah. Which, who is also on my list. Okay. Um, so obviously, the longer the series went on, the less he actually had to do. Yeah. He sort of, by the end, he was just sat at a desk pushing bits of paper around yeah because because there is a thing about dixon that it's quite a gentle series but but martin i I think you've looked at a few and maybe you've come to sort of understand maybe that's not quite as true as you might think yeah i mean this is the thing you grow up i mean with this sense that uh dixon is all very cozy you know and uh and the certainly the the color releases that that came out a few years ago now of the the seventh, I know there's not many. There's not much of Dixon survive. Of the four hundred and thirty, I think there's about thirty, aren't there? I mean, it's it's a ridiculous mm. lack of content. But of the ones that two survive now, they are from a more hard hitting era, and they probably were at that point trying to compete with the swing. But I mean, there's one where a copper uh, commits suicide, isn't there? I mean, the whole yes. storyline is. Uh, yeah. It's just really strong stuff, you know. And, and this whole idea that, that that Dixon was just sort of because he was so very old, he was parked behind a 
a desk and and all that kind of thing. Well, I mean, there, there's a certain amount of truth in that from a production point of view, but the storylines were gripping, absolutely gripping, really, mm. really worth tracking down. Yeah. And there was a possibility that when they got to the point where um, they, uh, I can't remember what his name is, who plays Dixon? <laughs> who plays Dixon? Oh, Jack, Mr. <laughs> Warner. Mr. Warner, sir. Who, play, who plays Dixon? I forgot his name yeah. there for a second. It happens. Yeah. We all have brain freeze, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like busy flicking through his book. No, go on. <laughs> Jack, when Jack Warner was unable to continue, there was a possibility they were going to carry it on with the character of um, Sergeant Wills yeah. in the lead. Yeah. And I love Sergeant Wills. Yeah. He's he's such a great sort of character. He's down to earth, and he's he's the kind of policeman you'd want on your side. And he's he's also on my list yeah. of policemen. Now, now Paul, I, I would guess Dixon is rather too early for you to remember actually seeing any yeah. of them. But 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 have you been persuaded to catch up on any at some point? Or I do remember when they used to. They always seem to repeat the bad apple, don't they? That's Whether, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, literally probably the only one I've I've seen. There, that was other, re- there are a few other series that, was- that I've bought from that era that I've bought box sets of and stuff, but mm. um, to try them. But I haven't tried any more. There's literally about, Dixon, there's about half was a repeated black and white. Yeah, yeah Dixon, Dixon was repeated in the early nineties because mm. um, I think, as you said, they showed the bad apple as part of. What was it? One of the Lime Grove nights or something like that? Yeah, well, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, and um, th- there there was the repeat of uh, Firearms Were Issued in 1986 as well, mm-hmm. and, and Warren had it on a on a grainy Betamax tape. <laughs> so so again so again it was like we just had one episode, and it was good enough that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Lisa, how, how does your list continue? Right. So the next person on my list is a depending on what you're watching in, uh, Detective Chief Inspector Barlow or Detective Chief Chief Superintendent Barlow. Yeah. um, Who is... His character, actually, it's very strange. Stratford-Johns plays the character for such a long time that the character actually changes. Mm. Because in Zed Cars, the first episode of Zed Cars, he's very angry. Yeah. But by the time you get to Softly Softly Task Force... He's still angry, <laughs> but he's mellowed a bit. He's softly angry. Watch, softly <laughs> angry, yeah. We watched an episode the other day where he... Um, it was all about an escaped prisoner. Yeah. Who was actually Billy from the Double Deckers. Yeah. She was, a, she was literally a child murderer. Yeah. In all senses of the word. Mm. Yeah, that puts that, that puts Here Come the Double Deckers in a whole light. Yeah. That, that <laughs> Billy was a sort of murderer, yeah, yeah. but... Um, and there's a scene where her, he's gone to see her mother to try and find out where she might go. And he's the mother has a bit of a short, she sort of faints. And he's, he gives her tea and he's very nice to her. And he's, you know, he's quite gentle. And at one point he would have just shouted at her or called for a policewoman. <laughs> so there's a definite mellowing of the character. It's a really interesting thing to see. Hmm. I mean, Barlow's fascinating in that he appears in so many series. That's yes. the thing. Because, yeah. you know, Zed Cars, Softly Softly, which yeah. mutates into Softly Softly Task Force. Yeah. Then there's Barlow at Large, yeah. or Barlow is Large, as we call it. <laughs> and, um, or Barlow. Uh, yeah. And, and, of course, the Jack the Ripper and Second Verdict mm. shows. Mm. And 
ironically we've been doing around the archive so long that, that the jack the ripper series we started off by saying oh we'll never ever see it on dvd and about two years later it actually came out yeah. so. <laughs> and it's well worth well worth getting did, did you did you track that down martin i i i've got the jack the ripper series yeah i've got yes yeah, it, it's very good actually we, we had a very nice saturday watching that a few weeks ago it's uh, yeah. the thing that gets me about uh, to, about barlow is uh I mean, I've watched the two official uh, UK releases of Softly Soft, and there's an episode I, I, I vividly because they used to alternate because uh, sometimes he wasn't in it, and sometimes what wasn't in it, and sometimes neither of them were in it, sometimes both of them were in it. But there was an episode where he he's he's got to threaten a prisoner in a room, and he's and he puts on the full angry Charlie Barlow, and you're terrified of him. He's terrifying because his sense of needing justice, and I think what I can't remember what the actual crime that had been committed for, but he was so angry about it. I think it was a murder, and it was really, really furious. And you really got that coming off the screen, absolutely in waves. You know, there's a there's an interesting story, isn't there, that uh, Tom Baker used to tell about when if Stratford Johns met somebody in a pub, he could tell them to get lost because. You know, he was Charlie Barlow, <laughs> but because Tom Baker w- was playing this benevolent, he had to he had to suffer all these people <laughs> coming and talking to him. You know, so so I think that that, that sort of obviously gelled with with the public. You know, the public really sort of took to Charlie Barlow because I mean, he was he was on screen for what it's about fifteen years, or not quite fifteen years. Yeah, it's it's something like that. If you yeah. go from Zed Cars right up to, to sort of Barlow and Barlow at large, is he in the very beginning of Zed Cars, or is he? In he is. He's in the he's in the very first episode right. of Zed Cars. In fact, he's in the first scene. He's isn't in the he? first right. shot of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he very nearly very nearly garrots John Watt. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, because yeah. there's a whole scene because there's, there's it's the there's a policeman that's been killed and he's a, I think the funeral's just taken past. Yeah, pa- past. Mm-hmm. Part and place, he, place <laughs> whatever, and he's at the grave, um, at the where the grave is, and he John Watt comes up to pay his respects, and he he sort of jumps out and grabs him round the neck because he thinks he's the killer. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, you very nearly didn't get John Watt beyond the first episode. Yeah. But we're, 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 we're carry on with your list in a minute. Yes. But but but, but Paul, let, let's bring you back in. Um, if you if you had a crime. Who would you want apart from? I, I think you're going to say Bergerac, and obviously explain why. But are are there more on your fantasy team here? Yeah, shall I tell you them all, all in one go, or shall I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's well, go through them so and I've work got, out why. Yeah. So I've got Bergerac and Columbo, um, with um, Mr. and Mrs. Hart from Heart to Heart, <laughs> uh, and Miss Marple and Tara King. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. Yeah. <laughs> so just run through what what that what you know the reasoning for this, can you? Why do you want well, these these people? Well, Miss Marple is obviously the most intelligent of the whole lot of them. She can do it by herself. So, but um, she's getting on a bit, so she might need some a bit of backing. She might need. Well, uh, uh, hang on, hang on. Though, which Miss Marple are you talking about? Oh, uh, J- uh, Joan Hickson for sure. Yes. Right. Okay. Of course, the only proper Miss Marple. Well, I was thinking of Margaret Rutherford. <laughs> oh, she, Agatha Christie did not like Margaret Rutherford's Miss Marple. Okay. Uh, right. And also, I'm not sure she would. Be capable as, as capable as Joan Hickson's Miss Marple, yeah, right. and of course Joan Hickson appears in one of the Margaret Rutherford films. So. Yes, she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you, you need the you need Columbo as a sort of uh, you know that that would be a, a sort of 
um, an actual proper p- police presence, even if even if he's a bit sort of um, unorthodox. Unorthodox, and because the trouble is, depending on what era of Bergerac, he he's like a private investigator. If it's the last sort of season and a half, so um, so so maybe he doesn't necessarily have the the police backing. So you do need a proper policeman, which would be Clumbo. So um, someone's got to uh, do the arresting. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I I, th- I think. Um, Heart to Heart and Tara King, that's more for the sort of glamour and getting into parties. Because um, obviously a lot of crime, particularly if, if they go over to Jersey occasionally, there'll be a lot of parties which they'll need to sort of um, get into. Uh, and Miss Marple doesn't really want to do the party bits. She might turn up occasionally. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a crack team. Well, it is. I mean, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I think pretty much all of them have got a 100% uh, solution rate, haven't they? <laughs> I was yeah. trying to think who was the best, who had the best rate, but they all do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, there's yeah, very few trumps. that haven't solved all their crimes in the course of, <laughs> in the course of their, their existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I was very good. I only went for the what for the one. There's so many different people to pick from the Avengers, but uh, mm. I did think about Mother. But that might be a, that, that would have been a that, that you know that you don't really need Mother if you've got Miss Marple. Because uh, I'm just do. trying to imagine how this team would travel around. Would they be in a minibus or something like that? They like? could. Bo- I, be- I guess I'm apparently oh, no, a big I, car with a stripe on it. <laughs> well, appa- I, I'm, apparently they they had a quick word with Ironside, and he's going to um, lend them his van. So. <laughs> Absolutely no way the hearts would be seen dead in a minibus. Yeah, they'll go separate. Blacked out windows. They'll go separately with Tara. Um, <laughs> they'd be that, the swimming pool, wouldn't yeah. they? Although I don't the know, butler. I've forgotten the name of the hearts. The um, um, I, yeah, I'd have to, uh, have to remind myself what they're called. But yeah, I'm not sure that. Uh, I think there might be a bit of a rivalry between Tara and Mrs. Hart. I don't know if she'd trust her husband with uh, Tara. And well, would anyone? Absolutely. Jonathan and Jennifer. Sorry. There we yes. Go. yes uh, yeah. yeah. Martin, who are your dream team of de- detectives? Oh, or dream police, team. Then? Well, you see, uh, the interesting thing is, I was I was toying. I was toying because again, in mm. terms of strike rate, I was thinking of Jessica. Jessica right. Fletcher, but mm. uh, then I kind of thought, well, really, she's just really a, a sort of take on Miss Marple, isn't she? Really, let's be honest. Mm. You know, mm. she's kind of like her, her natural uh, successor, if you like. You know, yeah. we see. I, but the thing that, that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about now is, I'd like all the Sherlock's. <laughs> yeah. you see, I know, I know that in the books Sherlock generally doesn't tend to solve any crimes. Really, it's always all a bit sort of. But but the uh, I, I think it'd be interesting if the uh, Jeremy Brett Sherlock met up with the Peter Cushing, met up with the Douglas Wilmer, met, <laughs> met up with Cumberbatch, and uh, and of course the uh, I, uh, my favourite. I I actually genuinely I have to put my hand on my heart and say absolutely I prefer the American. Uh, modernization to the the British modernization. I can't rewatch Sherlock as much as I can really, really enjoy Elementary, which is just I think last year finished its seven years, and it's just a brilliant series and and, and well worth tracking down. And of course, Johnny Lee Miller, Benedict Cumberbatch, both on the same stage as Frankenstein. Wow. <laughs> 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 
I, I might be I might be wrong, but didn't Peter Cushing play both roles in different different times? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there's somewhere that he that he played Watson at one point, and then he played Sherlock, obviously played Sherlock Holmes. I might be wrong. I might be wrong there. Well, of course, uh, Quatermass was his Watson in the film. Mm. So you know, <laughs> everything's connected. Because <laughs> Martin, hello. Um, uh, you when you were talking about sort of Poirot and. Um, Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yes. You made the point about some. Every now and then, you'll get what is very much a de- definitive portrayal of it, mm-hmm. and you said about Joan Joan Hickson yeah. as well. Yeah, um, it's always fascinating when people remember things you've actually said. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> you did. You, you did. You did make that point. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but wow, God, with, 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 Sher- with, with Sherlock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've not actually seen that much Jeremy Brett stuff, and and, and no, I. No, you I, fell asleep. Pardon? I you fell, fell asleep. How very <laughs> dare you! <laughs> <laughs> when Anthony Valentine died, yeah. he watched his episode that he's in of of um, right. Sherlock Holmes, where he's um, Baron. I can't remember. Gru- uh, no, not Gruber. Gruner. Where he's yeah. Anyway, and you fell asleep. Okay. So. You didn't see that. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> well, again, the fascinating thing that. for me is that I think the again it's one of those things where some series work better in the one hour and some work better in the two. I I, I like the one hour Poirots, but I think the two hour Poirots are better. I mm. like the two hour Sherlock Holmeses, but I actually think the hour long episodes of Sherlock Holmes work really well as because you know they are short stories. Some of them have very thin on plot, uh, and so don't really carry, you know. A, a massive amount of they can't really be stretched to an hour 40 minutes you know where it's um whereas the uh the hour long the certainly the first few series of, of, of Sherlock Holmes in its various names and titles case book whatever work ex- exceptionally well as as book adaptations but as a portrayal you know but uh, I think it would be fascinating for him, for him to meet up with the, the Cumbernauts I mean the Cumbernauts version tried to do the um <coughs> tried to do a sort of Victorian version, didn't it, in one of its Christmas episodes? And you know, mm-hmm. and I, I sort of thought, oh, could you just go round and actually knock on Jeremy's door and say hi? Because <laughs> <laughs> who is it turns up as an in joke? Is it Douglas Wilmer? Douglas, Douglas Wilmer, yeah. yeah. He's in the um, in one of the clubs and he, he shushes him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite right, too. <laughs> yeah, so. but um, you're saying about Sherlock. Um, but but let's not forget the rivals of Sherlock oh, Holmes. Oh, I love Lisa. the rivals of Sherlock Holmes. So and I think bonkers. some of those are probably on your list. I haven't actually written any of those down, but yeah. yes, you've reminded me that I would put definitely like Max Caradox. Right. Because he's um, he's just he's very intelligent, yeah. and the fact that he doesn't let the fact that he's blind put him off from yeah. actually getting justice. Yeah. Because the, the whole episode that he's in. They keep pressurising him, you know. Retract your statement. Retract your statement, or you'll, you'll, or we'll kill you. And he's like, it's no, like, and he won't. And it's, you know, it's such a courageous, interesting portrayal. I would have loved to see the series yeah. with Robert Stevens. He's absolutely I, fabulous. Yeah. And of course, the thing about this, the more you talk about uh, detectives on television generally, the more you remember. Oh, and I forgot. Oh, and then I forgot. Oh, and then I forgot. And there's there's a whole. I mean, it's, what is it? Two series of thirteen uh, rivals. Yes. And so, and there's a, and yeah. there's a, basically there's a good twenty series that could have spun off from that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I 
And of course, you get Douglas Wilmer in that as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, as yeah. Professor Van Duren. Uh, lock room yeah. mysteries. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the absolutely bonkers episode, the missing QCs, <laughs> which I don't think we'll ever watch again. <laughs> is that the one with the the, the unconscious in the back room? Is that not? Is that the one? Uh, with John Savage. It's the one. Where, is it John Savage? It's, it's no. the one where is that is that the one where CJ's got a bald head? Yes, CJ, it's, that's it's it. him and yeah. and um, Jack May. All right, yeah. out fruiting okay. each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> But there's an awful lot of fruity acting oh, in God, The Rivals yeah. of Sherlock Holmes, though, a, isn't there? Yes, there's a whole episode with Donald Sindon and Michael Bates just madly out-acting each other. <laughs> Apple and pears coming pears. soon from ITV. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, say, you say that, Martin. I, I'm, I'm just thinking about sort of Rosemary in Time and things like that. <laughs> God, yeah, I've forgotten about Rosemary in Time. Yeah, uh, you know, if you needed some... Go- I, I like this thing, though, that you, you get people that... Um, it's a front for their detectiving, isn't it? Mm. If that's a word. So you've got your gardening detectives, and mm. you've got your priest detectives yeah. in, the, in the form of Father Brown. Father Brown, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, I know Paul, you're quite a fan of the, the, the modern Father Brown. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen the seen the seventies version. I, I haven't, but one of the box sets that I bought had the first had the the seventy series as well. Mm. Um, because at some point I couldn't, I had to get it from Holland or somewhere like, like that. I haven't watched them yet, but there's uh, an absolutely cracking episode when you do get around to watching it with um, Peter Copley in, which um, you'll know the scene when you get to it. <laughs> oh God, but it's that, yes. amazing! Yes, amazing. He, he sort of runs around making weird noises. Yes. Yeah, that's all I can say because yeah. it will spoil it if I say any more. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. The, it's, the new it's version, though, is, is is very. It's not. It's not really the books, is it? It's just. It's just very much based upon. It's. A, it's a scenario, but it's, it is a very enjoyable for considering it's what daytime drama and doesn't get any actual evening uh, broadcast. Any any sort of real, you know, unless you're at home in the daytime, you don't really know about Father Brown, you know. And it's it's a cracking series, really. So they've done about seven years of it now, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> but I was going to say, um, uh, Paul, you, you, you do, is it true that you know somebody involved with with, with that? Yes, yeah. Um, the um, they don't call it script editor, but script producer or script generator or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, so I do get the odd tidbit and uh, <laughs> and have uh, Sinead Sinead Kuzak round for tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I do hear things like that. Oh, I went, for, I went and had. Uh, I'm gonna have to ring my bell again. So and so for to tell them about new scripts. It all sounds terribly correct, glamorous. On the TV program, but yeah. In in terms of just jumping back to Rivals of Sherlock Holmes, though, it's interesting that you see John Thor in that one as well. Yeah. And let's briefly talk about. John Thor's various oh, gosh, detective yes, career. He's, he's always because it's Red Cap, really, yeah, isn't it? That starts him off. He starts off playing playing a military policeman in Red Cap, and then he sort of obviously he does Brothers Sherlock Holmes in the middle. Yeah. Then obviously he goes on to be in the Sweeney. Then Inspector Morse, yeah. which I think is probably mm. his best part. Yeah. He also really. plays just a, a uh, detective in an episode of Strange Report where he's uh, which is kind of just before he does the Sweeney, and he does and he does his Morse accent in it. So it's, 
Yeah. It's, right. it's just interesting that one casting decision can mm. almost affect your whole career yeah. as you're seen as a certain type of part, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know. Well, some, I mean, some guys who are in the bill were in it for 20 years, weren't they? I mean, other, you know, yeah. It's the old Kembala I mean, effect. Yeah, I mean, Morse is not a show I'm that familiar with. Um, but then you've got the whole Morse universe, yes, hasn't you? So yes. may, maybe you could just run us through how that works, Lisa. Okay, well, from um, Morse, after yeah. Morse, because obviously it's very sadly John Thor died, and they killed the character off anyway. So a few years later you get Lewis, mm-hmm. which is his um, detective sergeant, who's now a detective inspector. And then you've got Endeavour yeah. as well, which is wonderful. And that's, that's a bit bonkers in places, A little isn't bit, it? yeah. Um, the, the writer likes to put little things in for people to spot. Yeah. Like there's one episode where there's a billboard for Grimsby Pilchards. <laughs> um, and there's an episode where he has to go to the Crossroads Motel yeah. to investigate something. And obviously, there's the whole episode that's that's got the puppet show, yeah, where they had to do a whole uh, Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds sort of. type thing, yeah. So, yeah, it's you know, because <laughs> and, and, Andrew T. Smith was involved was. with that, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he he did the the piece with Bob Fisher about mm-hmm. um, Last, Last of the Summer Wine, wine. and well, yeah, yeah but, it, uh, it was just very very weird to to see that little connection. There. Well, Dead of Jericho and Silent World's Nicholas Quinn were both on today on uh, ITV3, and uh, what gets me about it is once once you start watching the first episode of Morse, you suddenly think all that backstory of Endeavour is that in his head now? <laughs> Does it? Is it? Do we think it's not quite joining up? <laughs> Uh. It's there's a lot of retrofitting going on, mm. I think, with characters that are in Morse appearing in De- in Endeavour as younger mm. characters. Mm. But, I do like Endeavour. I mean, obviously, it's, it's been a great show. It, I also like the yeah. fact that I know they stopped Lewis bang on the same number of episodes, stories as as mm. Morse because they didn't want to make more. And I think they're going to do the same with Endeavour. So they've only got four more they can possibly do, I think, before they yeah, equal the 33. And I think that it seems to be in a tacit understanding, gentleman's agreement, whatever you want to call it, that they won't do more of any of them than the original Morse series. Because, you know, it would seem wrong somehow to surpass it. I don't know. So we may only get one more year. <laughs> Lisa, what's what's... Give us some more names okay. on your on your list. Okay, obviously. So obviously we've had Barlow, so yeah. we've, we've got to have Watt. You've got to have Watt. They come as yeah. a pair. They come as a, uh-huh. joined at the hip. Yeah. I also like Detective Sergeant. Sar- oh, say that again. Detective Sergeant Stone right. who's in Z cars in the sort of late sixties to the sort of seventies. Because again, he's very dogged. No, I don't think Stone is a name that will mean a lot to. No, some played people, by John so. Slater. Yeah, and he's just. Um, yeah, he's just solid. Is solid. that the word? Yeah, is that a good word for that it? That sounds bad. That makes him sound dull, mm. but he's not. He's. He'd, I think he'd want to get his man yeah. or woman. Well, I, I remember when he died. I mean, it was it was big news when 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 it, when, uh, when John Slater died. You know, I'm not sure whether Zed Cars was still. Running. It was very. It was either very shortly after it had finished, but it was very much. Mm. You know. He was someone we watched on the telly. This is almost, in many ways, my first sort of perception of someone I watched on the telly who who was no longer with us. You know. And obviously, if you're going to talk about Zed Cars, you've got to have Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> because again, no. his, character, his character changes because yeah. he starts off as a bit of a fly-by-nice and 
not on the take, but not necessarily taking his job as seriously as he could. Yeah. And he ends up as an inspector. Yeah. And again, if you've got a problem, he's there for you to talk to. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of that episode we watched recently where um, the woman was was making complaints about her next door neighbour. Oh yeah, the oh the Gordon Gostello one. Oh god, yeah. And he's, you know, he's very, very good with her because it turns out that, yeah. And this is a spoiler, but yeah. it's nearly forty years ago. Um, and I'm not sure it's even available, no. is it? <laughs> uh, it turns out that she's sort of, she's not making it up, but she's yeah. maybe making more of it than it is. Yeah. So, and he's very patient with her about it. So, and obviously, then we sort of we've got special branch. Right. Now I'm I'm talking about the early part of Special Branch yeah. because after um Darren Nesbitt and um Fort Mackay leave, we haven't actually watched any more. No, because it suddenly goes all filmy, yeah, it doesn't it? It goes sort of sub Sweeney, doesn't yeah, it? So yeah. well, it's the pro- it's the just, prototype for the Sweeney really. It's kind it of, is, yeah. yeah. yeah from because it's from the I mean, same uh it's Houston, isn't it? It's Houston films. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean we will get round to watching it, yeah. but I just but, I really love the interaction between those two. Yeah, because because Paul, you just mentioned Special Branch on the Shy Life podcast because we ended up there on your on your wiki wander. Uh, <laughs> yes, so, that's right, yeah. yeah. So did it actually mean much to you when 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 we arrived at that at that point? I know you're aware of the show, but ha- had you seen or have yeah, you I'd, seen much I'd, of that? I saw some episodes on um, Talking Pictures, um, some some of the black and white. Well, I know not many of the first season of Black and White, but I saw, I saw one or two of the colour ones. But I, I'm because I'm <laughs> very bad for me to admit, but when I was recording things on Talking Pictures, I'd set my my recorder for far too many shows that I could really have time to watch in a week. So I'd I'd start watching episodes, and if I found myself wandering or I found I was editing, because I another bad admission, but I. I do often do editing of the podcast when I'm watching things in the evening, so it depends on the strength of the show as to whether I kind of end up leaving my editing and watching the show or whether I end up looking at the editing more. So so some episodes were, I found stronger than others. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. What, what, I, I was going to say, well, when uh, they were doing the talking pictures showings, mm. we'd occasionally get messages from Warren, wouldn't yes. we? Um, yes. Because he's quite into it, and and he, you just get you just get in capital letters the word Moxon yes. with three exclamation Moxon. marks, and you better explain why, Lisa. Um, he is. He's not a government. He's like a civil servant, isn't he? Well, he's to do with security, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And he would just come in and go, "No, you don't need to know why that happened, and I'm going to go sort it out." And you'd be like, "Oh my god! Yeah, you have just spent forty-five minutes." And then he comes, swoops in at the end, and brushes it all under the carpet. Yeah. Well, we're special branch so, for you. Secrets, you yeah. see, secrets. And, and, and Sergeant Cork would not stand for no, that, Sergeant would Cork he? Cork would not be happy. Yeah, no. that's the thing. So <laughs> Fulton Mackay has some nice run-ins with Moxon, he doesn't does. he? And yeah. I think he gets more and more angry with him. He does, yeah. 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 I, I think the ones that I... I think the, the thing is, I, I, I get on less well when it goes less police are more into spies and espionage but the sort of mm. more the some of the episodes i saw were a bit smiley sort of um you know quite quite dry espionage type spy stuff things so i don't think that it wasn't always quite what i was looking for but uh, yeah, cause, um, cause I, I, get, I get the feeling that when you talk about spy things 
you're very much of the sort of Avengers school, aren't you? That I like you, that. Yeah, I like that yeah. sort of that sort of spice. Not that sort of more flamboyant side of it. Yeah. Or James, or although I I do I mean not this isn't TV. I don't, I do have I do have the Saint, and I do particularly like Return of the Saint. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, Return of the Saints quite glamorous anyway, in that it's often, uh, you know, uh, nice locations, um, which uh, well, I think that's the you know the difference between something like um, uh, Callan and Return of the Saint is 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 what one is very much about, about story and one is very much about locations and uh, well, yeah. um, you don't want the the murky world of espionage you want the glamorous world of espionage you want, you want james bond not harry palmer <laughs> but i remember you talking to us about public eye when we had that first meet up in the pub for your podcast and i, I didn't know public eye at all at that point mm. and i just love the way you re- referred to um that that bloke with the face <laughs> that, that was your description well, narrowed it Barker, down wasn't it? <laughs> we're looking for a man with a face uh. <laughs> I, I I have the box. I do have the box set of Public Eye, and I have, I did watch. Um, is it, isn't there is there a Chris, particularly Christmas one um, that I think that I think um, I I saw more recently. So I, I such there's so many episodes on the box set that I hadn't sort of finished it, but I um, <laughs> I, I watched I watched another one recently when it was on. In the sense, so, there's a ratty Christmas tree, and <laughs> there because yeah. um, Public Eye, you've got that. Sorry, no, carry on. No, I, was say, I quite like the idea that that public eye is sort of lots of different, you know, it changes. It's not all mm. the locations change or his circumstances change. It, it, it's it's quite an interesting series. From that well, point I, 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 yeah, I was going to say you've got that whole Brighton set of mm. episodes, mm. haven't you? And yeah. and then mm. and then it then it sort of mutates again, doesn't yeah. it? So, yeah. Ma- Ma- Martin, I, I get the feeling that Marker. Is is appeals to you for, for his sort of? You, you yeah. said the episode that you reviewed. Yeah. Um, it, it's he's very sort of hands off, isn't he? He's not going to have a fight if he can if he can avoid well, it. No, it's it's, yeah. it's very much a, it's it's kind of like the down at heel sort of real world ordinary day to day sort of mundane world of crime fighting and I just, I just think it's a brilliant series uh, I mean I sat through what remains of it I'd, I'd love for more of the the 60s stuff to turn up because those those fragments that exist those was it's like half a dozen episodes from the ABC years mm. are, are they're brilliant they're utterly brilliant and again that's that that's sort of deep in the middle of that 60s uh Transitional London Birmingham era, and it's uh, and it's and it's everything's changing, and people don't understand the world, and and you know London is glamorous, and people didn't really go to. It's just fabulous. The whole thing's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the only way I can really explain my, myself is that I I read a lot of well fiction written by by authors who are associated with detectives for instance one of my favorite authors is ruth rendell or barbara vine and yet i've only ever read one of her inspector wexford books because the the books that 
I like of hers are her psychological mm. thrillers because um, she she writes weirdos and, and psychopaths mm. better than anyone I know. Um, <laughs> she, so so uh, you know some authors you can read a to- you can read a to- total slice of their career never and uh, never sort of st- st- stroll into the area which they're best known for. I've, um, but I, one day I'll get to the, I'll get to the Inspector Wexford stories, and one day I'll watch the I'll watch, hopefully watch the se- the series as well. What um, gets me about uh, Ruth Rendell and the like? I mean, uh, my better half's mother reads an awful lot of crime books, mm. but she always says whenever they do a new series with uh, whoever, you know, Rebus. Mm. Oh, he's not right at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or um, what was the whole car? I can never remember. Oh, Tom Thorne, you know, the ones that um, uh, David Thingmajig did. You know, not not mm. not the next Doctor, him, David. Oh, what's his bloody name? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. David Morrissey. David Morrissey. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's not right at all. <laughs> yeah. Or he's too tall, or he's too short, <laughs> or and and it's the same with the um, uh, all the. Oh, I can never remember the name. The American guy who's who was played by Tom. Cruise in a couple of films, and he's far too short to be this six foot three guy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always wrong. The image in her head is always the one that 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 should be it, and and so they never quite match up to to what you hope if you if you if you know them from the books first. You know, I mean, it's interesting that the um, Morse books changed to match the TV show as they were being written, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. to, that Lewis was an old Welshman. And by the end of it, he was a young Geordie. <laughs> oh, and the car changed as well. That was the thing. It came from changed from a Jensen to the Jag because you know, for the Americans, they they were saying, "Why is he driving a Jensen?" And I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. you know." <laughs> I, I I know this is totally my my problem, not the series' problems, but I do tend to find um, the more traditional sort of detective comes to the house, asks questions, um, a little bit. Well, after you've seen a few, it seems very, you know, very formulaic. Which is why I kind of like the things like Miss Marple, mm. where it's where it's where you don't even she, she doesn't even she's so subtle the person being questioned doesn't even realise they're being questioned, and, and 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 yet someone like Columbo is good in that way because although he is a police officer, uh, he the things he asks don't often seem to make much sense, but. Then it's the thing he says at the end, or then it's—I mean—and that can be very formulaic. But the, the series is clever enough to change the formula just when you think you know what's going to, how it's going to happen. And sometimes you even see that they even play with you. Obviously, with Columbo, you often know who the um, the killer is at the start because you are, you often see it from their point of view. But they do play around sometimes, and you think you've seen the killer, but then you find you have. So. Um, Columbo is one of those shows that I don't think I'd hardly ever watched anything of and then it happened to be on a particular channel and I watched loads of them but they weren't they weren't showing them in any order so I literally would be jumping from the, the 70s to the 80s or 90s episodes it just I just recorded whatever came on my um my skybox mm. but I have actually bought the box set now so I do own all of Columbo and um yeah it's one of those shows I didn't I never expected to own the whole box set. I'd, uh, I thought it was too traditional a uh, detective series for me. But um, all the fact that I thought that you would, that there wasn't going to be much to it because you always knew who the killer was, etc. But I, from watching it, I've learned that that isn't quite the case, and they do muck around with the form. But format. didn't, didn't um, Columbo start off as a stage play? 
Um, uh, and then the stage play was adapted into a TV movie. The, the thing that gets mm. me about that early uh, American copy, I mean, I know we were talking about the, the blind detective and, the, and what have you, but actually in the American early 70s, it was like every... every Every uh, different detective had to have a gimmick of some kind, whether be they a large fat one or a disabled uh, like one in a wheelchair, or you know, or they, or McLeod on a horse. Well, this is it. Well, those those were mystery <laughs> movie, weren't they? And that was that was yes. Macmillan and wife McLeod yes. and yes. Columbo cycling round. So there was one on every week, but they weren't they weren't made at the same time. Did Rockford come into mystery movie, or was that a separate? Thing. I'm not remember. sure. I have got uh, Rockford's one. I do have a couple of seasons mm. to watch, but I haven't yet. Mm. Uh, but Millen and Wife, I've got the whole series, but again, I haven't watched it all. Barnaby Jones, um, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I used to be allowed really... to stay up to watch a man called Ironside because I loved it, and I could have only been about eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the... I, I like, um, yeah, I like, I like Ironside. But there's yeah. also shows like, is it Mannix? And yeah. there's there's so many that there was I've one heard that, of which I don't even know. There was one I read about today been... that I'd forgotten about, which was called Heck Ramsey, and I always thought that was just. I used to use that as, a, as, as an expletive, you know, heck, Ram- <laughs> heck Ramsey! <laughs> but it turns out it was an actual show. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there's well, so many names. Uh, like, well, I got... P- Policewoman, that's another American one. <laughs> ah, yes, Angie Dickinson. Ah. Mm, that's right, yeah. <laughs> well, I got terribly America. confused... The, I got terribly confused the other day when you had a uh, crossover... Between was it Magnum? Oh, and Murder She and Wrote. And Murder She Wrote. Uh, why is Tom Selleck in it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a crossover. Because there was a Magnum episode. Now there's a Murder She Wrote episode. Yeah, and, and that just confused the hell yeah. out of me. I was just like tr- trying to imagine that sort of happening in the UK or something like yeah. that. What you would know, you get? With, with, with you'd get like the Bill and Morse sort yeah. of meeting up or something yeah. like that. Juliet Bravo like, joining Cat's Eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just like cat size. Oh, well, that's another reminds me. Um, uh, what's it called with Glynis Barber and um, oh, Dempsey and oh, Makepeace. De- De- Dempsey and Makepeace. Yes. Yeah, I've got that on DVD. <laughs> or uh, Dumpy and Makedo, as somebody once referred to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. Bit, uh, I mean, I only own I only own that because I would have liked to have owned cat size, and I mm. thought, oh well, I have to buy Dempsey and Makepeace instead because there's no cat size available. So. Mm. Uh, oh. There was also there was also a phase of, of shabby detectives, weren't there? Like Shoestring and the Chinese detective, mm. who basically what, didn't yeah. have a name. He was just called the Chinese detective. I mean, every other show <laughs> they didn't say that's the Bristol detective for Shoestring, did they? Oh no, no. But, oh, you're Chinese. That's what makes you special. Well, I do um, like that. There's um, isn't there the Look Around You trailer for Ant Eve or St Frankenstein? Yeah, oh, the Day, American detective. And it's just the American detective <laughs> is the name of their series. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was. Oh, then we got Campion, and what was the the Mrs. Thingy one with D- uh, Diana Rigg? Uh, oh, Mrs. Mrs. Bradley. Bradley murders yeah. mysteries. Yeah. Mrs. Bradley mysteries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Peter Davison. In <laughs> oh, not another Peter Davison yeah, show. Yeah, he was the he was the detective. Christmas. He was detective inspector. Detective inspector Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be different. And De- David Tennant was in an episode of that. Right. Very yeah. young. Yeah. So, okay. ironically, so. <laughs> But Lisa, more of your list. All right, okay. So, I also because you, you said as well we could we could look at um, justice yeah. as well. So justice, justice, justice. <laughs> if, if you were in court and yeah. you wanted a judge and you wanted to judge that you, you, you think it was going to be fair, I yeah. think you could do no better than Judge William Mervyn from Crown, from Crown Court or Justice Campbell, right. as he's actually yeah. called, and then. 
I was thinking about who I'd like to defend me if I yeah. was in Crown Court. And I can't remember who does what now. So. All right, just but you've the got, names. You've got Jonathan Fry, yeah. who's uh, Bernard Gallagher, Helen Tate, yeah. and of course, Mr. Dealey, who we know you'd like, Paul. I was going to say, Paul, oh, yeah. would, <laughs> <laughs> Paul would definitely like Mr. Dealey on his side, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, you've, got, you've got James Elliott, yeah. who's... Um, he's, I'm sure the, act, he's, the actor Charles Keating that played him was related to Michael Keating, but I've never had a definitive answer on it. Oh, right, OK. And, of course, uh, Jeremy Parsons, who's played by the one and only Richard Wilson. Oh, right. In, yeah. Not in, I don't So, so Richard, w- Richard Wilson is your defending counsel, yes. would well, be... he might be prosecuting, yeah. I can't remember. But then, um, getting back to police um, men, or actually, in this case, women, yeah. we have the two Juliet Bravos, yeah. which is... Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Darblay and Kate Longton, and uh, also the, the sergeants, Parrish and Joseph, yeah. as she always calls him, which I think annoys him, uh, Sergeant Beck, who's very bad at driving, of course, Warren, and he's a bit grumpy. But the thing that always got me about Juliet Bravo is that you've got this strong female character, but they have to give her a sort of not so much with the first one, though she does have sort of some marriage troubles because her husband's unemployed. But the second Juliet Bravo, Kate Longton, she's always in an unsuitable relationship mm. that <laughs> could threaten her career. And you sort of think, well, why can't you just have her being a successful, strong woman? Why do you have to have that? Why do you have to have that romantic edge? Because yeah. it I'm makes sure, it more soapy, I guess. But I'm sure I can't be the only person... Who thought that? Who thought Juliet Bravo was the name of the policewoman? No. Can I? Can I? I don't, I don't think you're the only person. No. I was very young. I was very young when it was on. I thought she was. <laughs> I thought she just regenerated between, between <laughs> Juliet Bravo. Well, like, what happened in every show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things I mean, we liked about the American uh, Law and Order series, which which might have run for twenty years. Uh, is is that that you didn't get any? You, well, you very rarely got any insight into the back. The back lives of the characters unless it came up in conversation they literally you didn't sort of have episodes where they they went on about their divorce or their uh, alcoholism or whatever it's just they were there they were doing their job and all the other stuff didn't matter they were there to solve mm. the crime and put the guys in prison and hey you know that was the, that was the great thing about that show you know? <laughs> uh, of course we're, we've not mentioned people like randall and hotkirk no detectives. Yeah. Um, that's true yeah. Yeah. You've not mentioned Mr. Rose, and I'm surprised at that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or Mr. Reader, even. Yeah. I think um, I'm looking at the time, and I think this is going to have to be a two part <laughs> chat because there's a, there's a hell of a lot we haven't even touched on yeah. yet. So so we, we won't try and jam it all in today. Yeah. But, sure. um, but, I mean, I, I just will mention one more person. Mm. And this is, this is quite a modern character. Yeah. And it's 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 the character of I think he's a detective sergeant, Ronnie Brooks, who's from the English version of Law and Order, Law <laughs> UK, mm. and played by um, oh somebody, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he is fabulous. Yeah, he's you know he's your proper get to the bottom of the crime yeah. policeman. Because when we were going through this list, Lisa, yeah. I noticed you kept on coming up with good sergeants. Yes. And I think a good sergeant is yeah. a very useful character to have mm-hmm. in, in a series. Because um, t- talk about t- Sergeant Twentyman briefly. Oh, Sergeant Twentyman from is, Cars. From Cars is wonderful. It's a very sad thing that the actor died so young. Yeah. Because 
he could have been in it for a lot longer and he would have been great because he's he just he's got no patience with what's <laughs> going on because there's the um it's friday night the episode yeah and it's a quite a grim episode yeah because you get this sort of young brother and sister that they're killed in an accident and you've also got the sort of comedy bits with a drunk and then you get this bit with with sergeant 20 and grandpa madigan yeah and he tells him to go and blow up the gas company. And he does. <laughs> and he's like, well, you, you said to, I should. And he's like, no, no, I didn't read it. <laughs> so then Twentyman gets replaced by Sergeant Blackett, yes. who's Robert Keegan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's just interesting, with, with so much of sort of Zed Carr's missing, it's, again, it's hard to follow how it all sort of goes through. But mm. uh, we, we did laugh when we finally tracked down an episode with John Chalice as the sergeant. Yes, it's the only one that we've seen and yeah, he doesn't sergeant get a lot Coulter. to do. But yeah. yeah. He, he, and he just doesn't seem to care, does no. he? He, he, he? Comes in, is vaguely sarcastic, goes out again. And goes out again as his cup of tea and yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but Martin, um, you've been doing Hill Street as well. Hill, Hill Street Blues. And, yes. And... and, and I'm, who are, who are some of your favourite characters from there? I'm I'm very near the end of Hill Street now, uh, and, yeah. and you can you can uh, sense a, a diminishment. Uh, but the, 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 the thinking is at the moment I'm I'm nearly at the end of, of series seven, and for various plot reasons, Howard Hunter gets demoted to sergeant in in that uh, final series for a while, and he's very good. You know, after after they've obviously when um, uh, the original sergeant died. And, and he was replaced by Bob Prosky eventually. They didn't really know quite uh, how to, how to how to approach Mike, you know, Michael Conrad. Was it Michael Conrad um, being, you know, dying actually while they were filming, kind of thing. Uh, so eventually, well, Howard Hunter, considering he'd been this kind of joke character for so many series, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant as the sergeant. He just played it beautifully. Uh, also, Belka. Belko, as I think, is and is iconic. But then you get Dennis France coming in for the last two years as uh, Sergeant Bunce after he played a, a a bad cop a few seasons earlier, and he played it almost exactly the same. He even looked the same. Really. <laughs> and weren't you that guy we shot three years ago? Never mind. But um, <laughs> but of course that sets him up to do twelve years of NYPD Blue, and and Dennis France is one of those. Uh, American actors that you think, yeah, you know, if 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 we have an equivalent of those long-term actors in British police series, Dennis France is your guy, and he's just brilliant. Also, special mention for um, Lenny in um, in, <laughs> in 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 Law and Order because he was fabulous as well. I also just really wanted to briefly touch on the fact that I recently watched the very last episode of Zed Cars. Have you seen that? Have you watched that? On, uh, no, we haven't no, actually we watched that. that one no, oh, no, we, it, we keep putting yeah. putting it off. Yeah. It's it's an unusual episode, but 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 uh, and it's very much a Burt Lynch episode. But it's the fact that they have these cameos, which I won't spoil for you, but. Uh, Oh, oh, we know about. Oh, those, yeah, but they are—they are worth looking out for. And of course, they're not playing the people they played. If you see what I mean, no. Mm. Which makes it—I mean—that that, stranger to me. <laughs> I mean, that's the interesting thing about long-running police series. That, as with Doctor Who, you get actors coming back playing mm. different parts, mm -hmm. and nobody notices. No. Yeah. I think they were there for the party, though. Really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Or they were all shooting clavdivs on the other set. You know. <laughs> 
I, I always think, because um, when I used to be on the um, cigarette kiosk at work and I had to put the shutter down at the end of the night, mm. yeah. I always used to think of that shot of Bert Lynch putting the shutter down at the end of the last episode of Edgar's <laughs> on the police station. Yeah. But, uh, Paul, I, I just wanted to um, make a suggestion mm. that um, if you were ever to do a, a sort of a detective fantasy plot... Um, in, in the Shy Life podcast, you do realise there there is at least one character from the rivals of Sherlock Holmes that you could use. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you know the the name Karnaki. Is it T.J. Hooker? T.J. Hooker. What? I have heard of Karnaki, but I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Is He's it is, a, is, is, is it copyright free? I think that's. Where it, it is copyright free. Yes, he's mm. he's a psychical investigator, isn't yes. he? And he's investigating an invisible horse. Yes, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Which sounds bonkers, but it it's bonkers. absolutely yeah, it a bonkers. fantastic episode. It is bonkers. It, it, it is still bonkers, yeah, yeah but. But it's a good episode. But but I, I, we offer that as a suggestion because people write their own Karnaki fan fiction and get well, it and, pub, and publish well, it, don't they? And it's well, what, awful. One of our one of our cast in the Charlotte podcast is a Donald Pleasant. He does have he does have uh, he does have connections to the police. Our character Sniffy Martin, yeah. who's only called Sniffy Martin because he clashes with our Martin here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grumpy. He was, in, he was invented before um, the archives, Martin. Indeed, quite right too. <laughs> you weren't invented before. Well, no, I'm, I was going to say. I think our, our Martin came first in real yeah. life. I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a figment <laughs> in fiction. Um, our, our Martin came second. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering what would happen if. If Jessica Fletcher, Miss Marple, and Hetty Wainthrop were all in a room together, do you think they'd get on or not? We'd all have a nice cup of tea. <laughs> or either they'd do that, or there'd be a massive fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think Jessica would this. make the tea. I think. Actually, yeah. yeah. I She'd I poison think. them all. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jessica did them all. Yeah. Your idea about all the Sherlock Holmeses meeting, I think it would be a proper sort of five doctors situation, <laughs> and that they would all niggle at each other, Bicker. wouldn't they? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I can see sort of Cushing well, rolling his eyes. Well, at, again, at, the, the, the idea other of, incarnations. Yeah, the idea of Sherlock Holmes is he, he really was a was a misfit, wasn't he? A social misfit and couldn't fit in with anybody, and 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 sort of. Watson was his conduit to the world so could he yeah. possibly get on with himself probably not <laughs> if you want to be the cleverest man in the room or the cleverest person in the room you don't want another three of them turning up yeah. really do you well that, that, that's, that, that's the thing that always interests me it was when like so you've got Roger Moore playing the Saint and James Bond Is it the same, are they the same person but, but then I'm also reminded that Patrick McNee Play, obviously played Steed, but he played uh, Watson in some films, some American TV movies. With Roger and then Moore? he was also in a James Bond movie. So mm-hmm. was that all John Steed? Or, or, <laughs> well, they were, they were very good pals, weren't they? I mean, Roger Moore and Patrick McNee were very good pals from mm. when they filmed in in uh, Pinewood and Elstree and all yeah. that. But actually, because uh, they did a, they did a Holmes and Watson, but that, mm. that's what I think uh, for American TV. And of course, then they did that in. Uh, the last Roger Moore James Bond film where they played yeah. that it was the yeah. same relationship really all, when all yeah. said and done you know. yeah. maybe Roger Moore was mother 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you said about Columbo, <laughs> and of course we, we, sh- we should acknowledge. We should acknowledge the Patrick McGowan oh, influence gosh, yes. On, yes. on Columbo. Yes, they, was, they, they become mates. I was watching one today um, from two, the year 2000 yeah. with Billy Connolly. In. Yeah. And uh, apparently the, the part that Billy Connolly plays, they originally wanted McGowan to do it. And he yeah. was like, no, no, I'm going to direct it and I'm going to write it yeah. and I'm not going to be in it as well. Yeah. So they got Billy Connolly, and it works really well. Yeah. He's, you know, he's really good in it. Apparently, he did turn up drunk one afternoon and got and forgot his lines, and they went off and had a row for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Patrick McGowan. But, it, but is, um, is McGowan playing the prisoner? Do you think yeah. at any point in yeah. Columbo? Well you were saying about crossovers. Yeah. He's always but, playing yeah. the prisoner. <laughs> he, he, he directed about six of them, didn't he? And, and there's he did. Of, of, yeah. There's only about thirty of them altogether. You know, it's. Uh, uh, mm. I think he was the killer about, or at least four times the yeah. potential. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was involved for quite a lot. It's the only, in many ways it was the only like, once the prisoner ended it was about like the only work he could you know he regularly got you know it was it's kind mm-hmm. of weird but but he did, he did seem to like the format you know he liked that idea yes. of you see how the crime is done and then how how the guy is brought down he did he does the one about the piece of cheese doesn't he that's that's one of his mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and of course he he did play King Edward. Edward the First. Yes, true. I'm not saying it was his only work. It's just it just felt yeah. like the only, just, I mean, yes. the only th- time he was given control over a show again. You know? yeah. <laughs> the only reason I mention that is because he does a great reaction shot when. Um, uh, is there a balloon? He's, <laughs> 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 he's supposed to have. Had, he's, he's, he can't talk, and his daughter-in-law whispers something in his ear which is I think she's she's meant to be pregnant and the suggestion is that it's William Wallace's child and he just does a thing with his eyes and it's absolutely marvellous so <laughs> that's the only reason I mention it no. but don't mention William Wallace to any of the, uh, the um, yeoman guard at the Tower of London because they hate him because yeah, right. they got asked so many questions about William Wallace <laughs> and they were like no and I do, I do oh, like, I do like the Danger Man's another excellent watch. We'll, we'll save that for mm. when we talk about spies sometime. I was going to say we've already racked up an hour, so we'll have to draw this to a close very shortly. Yeah, so yeah, I think, I think, I think there's definitely potential for mm-hmm. for part two for this. So at some point, at some point. So yeah, mm. keep working on your list of uh, <laughs> who, who else you, you would like. Um, I think you, I've told you more or less all of mine. Actually, yeah, so. it's, it's all right. Well, just, but there's, there's loads of people we haven't talked about because mm. we haven't talked about Mister Reader for a start, no. have we? No. And and th- that could be a whole episode. Oh, yeah. could, yes, <laughs> we love Mister Reader. Okay, so we'll say thank you to everybody for this, and mm-hmm. we will return to this subject at some point in the future. Maybe not in the next episode. <laughs> we do have episode forty-eight of mm-hmm. Around the Archives on the way now so yeah. that might be the next release i don't mm-hmm. know but for the moment thank you to lisa thank you thank you to martin thank you and thank you to paul and we'll see you again goodbye take care bye bye take care bye 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 bye